a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Lack of integrity among politicians, declining trust in our institutions of government, violence and intimidation in response to Supreme Court decisions are just a few of the big problems facing our nation today. I recently had the opportunity to go to New York and sit down with former senator, Democratic senator, former Democratic vice presidential nominee, Joe Lieberman, to talk about these issues and how he believes we can overcome them. And I'm always struck uh, in those conversations with Senator Lieberman. Uh, He is a true statesman. Uh, He has uh, become a a great friend and a a great mentor in thinking differently uh, about the issues of the day. And in my conversation with him uh, in his office in uh, downtown New York City, uh, we were talking about trust, this declining trust and this lapse of integrity and what it takes to stand up against party, against uh, partisanship, and sometimes even against your friends. And Senator Lieberman started by talking about a case that he was very much involved in when integrity was uh, in lapse, uh, when there was uh, lies and mistruths spoken to the American public. And it had to do with one of his friends uh, and someone that he helped get elected as president, Bill Clinton. When Bill Clinton and the Monica Lewinsky scandal broke, uh, that was a deep test for Senator Joe Lieberman. And as I asked him the questions about that in terms of integrity and his oath to the Constitution, he actually went back to his Jewish faith and to the Bible uh, as a guide for him in making very tough decisions to tell his friends and his party that they were wrong. I had known Bill Clinton since he was at Yale Law School. I lived in New Haven, and we became friends. He, got, he was actually a volunteer in my very first campaign. For state senator, I was the first senator uh, outside of Arkansas to support him when he ran for president in 1992, and I really believed in what he was doing, but then this awful scandal comes out, and I really wrestle at first because I want to believe his denial. So I remained silent but agitated, and then uh, when he acknowledged that he had not told the truth about this relationship with this young woman... I, I really, it boiled up in me, and I, I there's no question my, my religious upbringing, but specifically the examples that the Bible provides, uh, which send a message, which is that the, the greater your authority, the greater your responsibility to live by a code of, of right and wrong, because if you don't uphold your values, presumably the values that you believe God wants you to uphold, the consequences are 
much more severe than if an average person doesn't uphold them. On the whole, society and the, the Hebrew Bible has so many examples. I will tell you, at that time, when the Clinton-Lewinsky matter was dominating everybody's attention, including my own, a friend of mine who was Christian called me up and, oh, he just jarred me by saying, remember the prophet Nathan went to David when he acted immorally with Bathsheba. And he said, I'm not saying you are the prophet Nathan, but you're the closest thing that America has to it right now. So you should speak out. And, and I did. It was painful because he was my friend. But I look back at it, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I did it. And Joe Lieberman did do that. Uh, we always say it's easy to shout talking points at your enemies. It's much harder to tell the truth to your friends when they're wrong. And Senator Joe Lieberman did that. He went to the floor of the United States Senate. Uh, he called out his friend uh, and, and then let the chips fall where they did. Uh, I asked Senator Lieberman also about how we overcome this lack of trust in our institutions. Uh, you've heard me on this program before talk about the stress tests that this country has passed. We've stress tested our constitutional republic in times of world war and in pandemic and in global economic crisis. But I don't think we've ever tested it in the absence of trust in our institution. I asked Senator Lieberman about that and how he saw a path forward to rebuild that trust. This is a time in American life that is probably without precedent. The American people have lost trust in our basic institutions. Congress is a bit of a traditional whipping boy, if you will, but the numbers of of people who have confidence and trust in Congress are at all-time lows. The same is true of presidents, and it's a succession of presidents. It's not just the current president. Uh, The people who say in the last few administrations perhaps after an initial honeymoon for the new president, they think the country is headed in the wrong direction, not the right direction. Very high, two-thirds, sometimes over uh, 70%. And now really, um, to me, most troubling as a lawyer and as a constitutionalist is that a majority of the American people don't trust the Supreme Court anymore. And, you know, the, the founders in the Constitutional Convention created this balance of power, checks and balances between Congress and the executive branch, but they set the the Supreme Court and and the courts of our country over both of them with the really sacred responsibility to apply the principles of the Constitution to what was happening at that given moment. And over our history, most of the time, even when the court has made decisions that people disagree with, they accept it as the ultimate arbiter because it's what uh, holds our system together. For now, we've lost that in America. Senator Lieberman went on to describe uh, for me again in his New York uh, office when we were there uh, what he believes we need to do in order to restore and begin to rebuild trust in those institutions. It takes leadership at every level. I mean, it takes members of Congress and in the White House who are willing to work together across party lines again. It takes people on the Supreme Court who will never give the public reason to believe that they're acting for partisan reasons. 
but that, that they ought to always have confidence that they're acting in their best judgment to apply the principles of the Constitution to whatever is happening now. It's not going to happen overnight. That's my conversation with Senator Joe Lieberman. And I love the fact that uh, the former senator uh, talked about how when you take a, an oath, uh, when you take an elected office, when you take any position of leadership, uh, you have to be held to a higher standard. And why is it that we continue to allow that bar to be lowered and lowered? Uh, ultimately, that makes it easier for people to, to get away with a host of things. And we can say, well, so-and-so did this, so it's okay if they do that. So-and-so did this, that means we can do this. Or it's all the yabut yeah, politics coming from the left and from the right, from the right and from the left, uh, that we go back and forth. And when we point out one thing, everyone has a yabut yeah, uh, that follows it. And I think what Senator Lieberman was saying, no, we have to be better than that. The Constitution is the standard. We have the rule of law, and that's what makes us unique and, and extraordinary as a country. And we have to live up to that. And we're all on the hook for that. As citizens, that's, that's our job. That's what we have to do. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. I'm going to continue my conversation with Senator Lieberman. And we're going to talk about this crazy thing in our country that we can no longer accept results that we do not like from everything from sports to the Supreme Court and everything in between. Stay with us. More coming up on KSL News Radio. Inside sources. Inside sources. Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're staying with the question just a little bit longer today. We're going to go back to my conversation recently in downtown New York City with former Democratic Senator Joseph Lieberman about some of the biggest challenges facing our country today, including a lack of civility, a widespread rejection of decisions and outcomes. And it was interesting in my conversation with the senator uh, I asked Senator Lieberman about this lack of civility among our elected officials and started there by looking at what is the impact on the nation's dialogue and on our ability to actually work together. If you're spending a lot of time as a member of Congress either attacking members of the other party or being attacked, at some point they're going to take it personally. And if your lives, as has happened now, are so separated along party lines when you're in Congress. And it seems that most of your mission is really to downgrade the other party. It's hard to be civil. Look, somebody once said to me early, in my early years in the Senate, the Senate is supposed to be the greatest deliberative body in the world. Uh, we have big debates, get a lot of media attention. But as this man said to me, you should think of the Senate as a 100 people going to work in the same place every day. And just like every factory or office or hospital or church or wherever, your ability to get things done depends on whether the other 99 people trust you or like you because you're a good person to them. You're civil to them. Too much of the prevailing entertainment culture of America today is low. 
and vulgar and disrespectful, and this has an effect on all elements of our society, including politics, because people begin to mirror that. Politicians begin to think, oh, wait, this is, this is where America is now, this is where my voters is, so it's okay if I, I attack my opponent personally without limitation, and it's okay if I uh, use just the worst kind of language in public. It, it has an effect, and I, I wish we could find a way to put some of that back in the box and go back to uh, the days when we treated each other civilly, because it actually it seems far from a negotiating of, of an important bill in Congress, but it's not, because you've got to trust the person across the table and not uh, remember the last time he accused you of being a traitor or something. Uh, I love this phrase from Senator Lieberman that the the culture in America today where we celebrate what is low and vulgar and disrespectful and that that impacts our society, including politics, because the politicians begin to mirror that. They think it's okay because this is where America is. And so, again, that's a we the people issue. Uh, We have to stand up for that. We have to show each other some grace. We have to show some restraint in what we say or how we say it or when we say it. Now, one of the things that we've been talking about throughout the day today is one of the problems in our country is our inability, our unwillingness to accept results that we don't like. And if it's a sporting event, it was the referee's fault or it was the ball's fault or the weather or whatever it is. We have an excuse for everything. It wasn't my fault. Uh, We have that in our politics, and it's worked its way all the way to the Supreme Court that we no longer are willing to accept results that we don't agree with. Now, I want you to remember, Joe Lieberman was the vice presidential candidate with Al Gore in 2000, and that election went all the way to the Supreme Court based on what was happening in Florida. Lieberman and Gore felt they had won Florida and won the election. And yet, when the Supreme Court decision came down, their response was interesting. I asked Senator Lieberman about this. And again, sitting in his office in New York uh, with the hindsight and perspective, I love how he said they approached what happened when the decision came from the Supreme Court that they disagreed with. We are living through a time when there have been real constitutional crises. And the most troubling part of them are the extent to which people are not willing to accept the interpretation of the Constitution by the Supreme Court or the interpretation of laws by other courts as the final word. That's what it means to be in a rule of law society that has protected our freedom and our stability. So what am I thinking about? Of course, the, the 2020 election, which President Trump felt was decided Uh, as a result of fraud. And he did what Americans should do. He he filed a lot of lawsuits, uh, over 50, as I recall. And in each case, judges of all sorts of different backgrounds, ideologically, uh, politically, uh, ruled against him. Well, that's time to stop it. Look, I went through that myself in 2000. And the ultimate decision of the a U.S. Supreme Court in Bush v. Gore, Al Gore and I thought was profoundly wrong. And yet, and I give Al Gore the most credit because some people were arguing, well, the Supreme Court decision really allows us to go back to the Florida 
Supreme Court and an appeal. And it was mid-December 2000, and Al Gore, late at night, because the decision came down late, uh, decided we, we just we have to end it now. It's, it's just totally unfair, but for the good of the country, because we're just weeks away from uh, Inauguration Day, and we, we can't jeopardize the continuity of the American government. So President Trump chose a very different way uh, just to never acknowledge that the, a decision had been made by our courts, whether we agree with it or not, and uh, ultimately expressed itself in the most violent attack on our democracy, uh, January 6th. I, th- I think both of these are so instructive. Uh, I, I love the fact that Senator Lieberman said that after the election of 2020, then President Trump did the right thing. He filed lawsuits. He did appeals. He went down every avenue. Every campaign across the political spectrum does that in very close elections. And so that was the right thing to do. And then, as he pointed out, then once those decisions were made, 50 in all, uh, then you move on and then describe the 2000 election. And remember, this was his political future at stake. And even though they felt that the court decision was wrong and that they did have other options in terms of appeal for the good of the country, they conceded. And then you move on. Finally, I asked Senator Lieberman uh, about what the Constitution requires of all of us to both respect those Supreme Court rulings and outcomes, even if we don't like them, and then we find out where we can act, which is usually at the local level. This system that the founders created in the Constitution has worked and has held us together through the toughest of times, and it doesn't require that much from each of us, including people in power, but one of the things it requires is to respect the courts that decide the law in our country. Look, there's another way people on the left are facing that now or in response to the Supreme Court overruling the Roe versus Wade. I disagree with that decision, but Lord knows there shouldn't be a violent reaction to it. It's the law of the land now, and now people who think it's wrong have options to try to elect enough people to Congress to write a law that uh, writes some of what happened in the Supreme Court decision, or, or go back to the states and do that. Incidentally, that won't be all bad because too many laws have been made by courts in our system, which was not the way the founders intended it. And the, and the courts have done that because the legislatures and the executive, federal and state, have not acted. And it's another reason why the partisanship that stifles too many uh, legislative bodies, including Congress today, really ought to go, because it's, it's in these legislative bodies that the Constitution intended for most of our problems to be solved. That's my conversation uh, with Joe Lieberman uh, back in New York. And uh, love all that. We could spend the next four hours unpacking uh, just some of those very short clips and comments from someone who I think is a statesman who is looking out for what is best for the country. Uh, and again, he's, he's shown us that we can look at things differently. We can come at it from all different angles and sides. And we can be civil and we can get to results and we can accept the results. And then if we don't like the results, we move on and we figure out another way. 
But the answer isn't always to melt down somebody's social media page or blow up their, their Facebook account or to get in their face at a restaurant or to get on their lawn and at their doorstep. Uh, there's a way to do this. And the founders of the country, as Senator Lieberman pointed out, uh, had it right that most of this power is supposed to be done at the local level, those local legislative bodies. But all of this requires all of us, each of us, to look at it just a little bit different so that we can get to civility because civility will bring us to better outcomes and results we can all be proud of. We'll step aside for one last commercial break. Final thoughts coming up. What do you do as a radio guy when you have no voice? Find out coming up next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.